Hello, it's a Saturday night in March, and I'm in central Newcastle at the Northern Stage venue for a comedy gig. Lee Ridley, a.k.a. Lost Voice Guy and winner of Britain's Got Talent 2018, is headlining. The gig is a Giving Voice fundraising event hosted by Newcastle University Speech and Language Therapy Society. Lee was kind enough to spare some time before the show to have a chat. So, Lee, can you tell us how did you get into comedy? I've always been a big fan of comedy, and I love going to watch stand-up comedy myself. I'd always said that, if I could talk, that would probably be my dream job. I never expected to do it, though. I just didn't think it was possible. Then, some friends said that it might work, and that I should try it. I thought they were crazy at first. But the idea stuck in the back of my mind. Eventually I decided to give it a try, because I knew I'd regret it if I didn't. It seems like I was right. Even after agreeing to do it, I was worried that it wouldn't work. I was scared that people wouldn't be able to understand me, and I'd just be standing there telling jokes to myself. Once my first gig was out of the way, though, I was much more confident about it all. That's fantastic, thank you. And how has your life changed since you won Britain's Got Talent in 2018? Well, obviously, I'm a lot richer for a start. But please don't tell the Department of Work and Pensions. Seriously, though, winning the show has changed my life in so many ways. I'm busier than I ever was before, as a comedian. I've been on a nationwide tour, and I have also written a book. The general public have been so supportive as well. I'm always getting stopped for selfies, and having people congratulate me. And it has been really nice. I'm very grateful for all the kind words I have received. One of the best things to happen since I won is that people are engaging with me a lot more than they would have in the past. For the first time, they seem comfortable talking to a disabled person. I'm used to being stared at for negative reasons, so it's nice to be stared at for positive reasons for a change. Thank you, that's a brilliant story. Um, can you tell us, how long does it take to prepare for a show like this? That's quite a hard question to answer, really. Because it's taken me a few years to write all the material that I have, but that means that I'm very prepared. So it didn't take long to prepare for this particular show. In terms of how I started to prepare in the first place, I write the material beforehand, and copy and paste them into the iPad. Then I just press the jokes I wanted to speak during the gig. That's great. Thank you very much. Can you tell us, um, how does your communication device work? Basically, I just type in what I want to say, and it says it for me. Obviously, this wouldn't work very well on stage. So I have all my jokes stored as different buttons on the screen as well. Then I 
just pick and choose which joke to tell at which point. Obviously this is pretty limited in terms of audience interaction, but I'd like to try to do more of this in the future. It just depends on how fast I can type. I have got some comebacks stored, just in case I get heckled. Nice, thank you. What are the challenges you've overcome to get to now? One of the most difficult things about working on the comedy circuit is the fact that most venues are really inaccessible. Most of them are up three flights of stairs or down in a tiny basement. So, sometimes it's a real struggle for me to get into the venue, never mind get up on stage and perform. I appreciate that these kinds of places are part of what makes the comedy scene great. I just wish more venues were accessible for disabled people. After all, comedy should be for everyone. Thank you. Agreed. Do you have any funny stories from the world of showbiz? Well, I did get to dance with Paul from the Chuckle Brothers at the Royal Variety Show after party. I think that's one of the highlights of my life so far. Amazing. Um, and what motivates you? If I'm being honest, I've never given this much thought. I've never really set myself targets or had specific ambitions. I just started to do stand-up comedy as a love, and now I'm making a living out of it. When you sit back and think about it, that's pretty amazing in itself. So I'm just enjoying the ride and seeing where it takes me next. My only goal is to keep making people laugh. As long as I can do that, then I'll be happy. That's great. Laughter makes the world a better place, doesn't it? And in June, RCSLT is going to be celebrating service users as part of its 75th anniversary year. Why is it so important to hear the voices of service users? I think it's very important that everyone has a voice and gets the chance to be heard. And that's why I would like to see more disabled comedians booked by comedy clubs appearing at festivals and being shown on television. Basically, more disabled people being portrayed in a positive light. The general public need to see that disabled people can contribute an awful lot to society, and they need to see that we have a sense of humor just like anyone else. Programs like The Last Leg on Channel 4 have paved the way, but there's still a lot that could be done. Only when we see disabled people on our stages and on our screens as much as anyone else will attitudes really change. And only then will disabled people feel fully a part of society. Thank you, Lee. That's a really powerful message. And thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today. It's been a pleasure and we wish you the very best for the gig tonight. My pleasure.